There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. My name is Ruth Jackson. I um from Panama City, Panama, the country of Panama. If you heard, heard of the Panama Canal, that's where I'm from. I am a product of missions, really. My parents both got saved under two separate missionaries, Baptist missionaries, in the country of Panama. As far as I know, I don't believe the gospel had reached that country until they went, independent Baptist missionaries. I know we have other religions in Southern Baptists and many other religions, but as far as I know, those were the first two independent Baptist missionaries. About 40 years ago they went, so I'm very grateful for missions and for churches that support missions because my parents both grew up Catholic. They didn't know anything about the Bible, but the Lord used the missionaries and the Word, and, and they got saved and met in church, got married in church, and that's where I grew up. I grew up in church. My dad was uh, a pastor later on, a, uh, a national pastor, as they call it. I grew up in church. Uh, I was about four and a half years old when I noticed that all my friends were getting saved and getting baptized. And I remember having a lot of fear of dying and going to hell. So I talked to my mom and I told her that I needed to get saved. Otherwise, I was going to die and go to hell. So as I'm sure every worried parent, they talked to me after a family devotion where the, uh, my dad took the word and I'm sure he explained it the best he knew how. And I prayed and I got saved and the next Sunday I got baptized and I was really excited about that. After that, growing up, I remember I still had doubts about my salvation. I didn't know why, but I kept going back to, okay, but... I remember, I guess I prayed, and I remember getting baptized, and I've seen pictures of it, so I must be saved. But I never really told my parents that I had doubts. Never, I was too scared to tell them because I was a preacher's kid. Um, later on, I remember when I was seven, when I was 12, I prayed on my own, the famous, Lord, if I'm not saved, would you please, you know, save me? I just want to make sure. But the doubts didn't really go away. As a teenager, I had a lot of hidden sins in my life and I had a lot of inside rebellion and my parents could see it. Um, thankful for my parents. They, I'm sure they prayed and still pray a lot for me and my siblings, but they never put pressure on us to do whatever they said. They just showed us from the word. If you follow God's word, if you do what he says, you will have blessings. If you don't, you won't. You will have a hard life. And I could see some of the young people that have grown up in church and then they left and they would have really hard lives. So I didn't want that. But I would think when I 
you know, when I'm on my own, I'll stay in a church, but I'm going to do this, that, and the other, but I won't do the crazy bad stuff. You know, the, the wicked sin. I, I won't be, you know, living in fornication. I won't get pregnant. I, I, I just won't do all those things. Because in the back of my head, I always wanted to please my parents, but I wanted to do my own thing. Um, when I was 17, I heard a preacher's testimony at a youth conference here in the U.S. We came, my sister and I came, and we went to that youth conference. And the preacher gave us testimony and how he had gotten saved as a pastor. It was a very powerful testimony. And I remember that day I realized that I was lost. I knew that the doubts were there because I really wasn't truly saved. But I didn't do anything about it. I waited until we went back to Panama and I told my mom. And it was late. The evening I told her, everybody was kind of just going to bed. And I'm sure she, as a mother of six, was very tired. And she just said, well, if, if you have doubts, I think you know what you need to do. And I said, yes. So when my sisters were asleep, because we shared a room, I remember kneeling by my bed and asking the Lord very sincerely to please save me, to forgive me of of my sins and I remember specifically asking him to forgive me of specific sins that, that were horrible that I had done that I would always feel guilty about no matter what they would kind of come back to hunt me and that profession lasted me for a few years I did tell my parents I didn't get baptized because I was too scared of what the church members were gonna were gonna say my dad was you know a pastor and my parents were concerned about that, but they didn't, again, they didn't force me or anything. They just let the Lord work in my life, and I'm sure they kept praying for me. But, like I said, that profession lasted me for a few years. I went off to Bible college because, again, I wanted to do what was right, and I wanted to please my parents. Um, till this day, I'm kind of still scared of my dad in a good way. I fear my father. I always have. So I'm thankful because it kept me from a lot of hurt and pain in life. I had Bible college. I met my husband and we got married after we graduated. And again, we we moved. We were newlyweds. We moved and started serving at a local church and just plugged in. And throughout my entire life, I remember reading the word every day because that's what I knew to do. I, you read the Bible every day, even if it's just one chapter, you read it. I've probably read through the Bible 13 times, I believe, because I kept track. Um, and I would pray, and I would even say that I had had spiritual experiences, like, it's hard to explain, but where you're praying and it's so, you're so talking to, quote-unquote, God, that you just come almost feel His presence. So I would go off those experiences thinking that, okay, yeah, you know, he's, he, he's in me. He, he lives inside me. I, I have him, you know, in, in my heart, quote unquote. But anyways, we moved later because my husband was asked to come help his um, home church, his, uh, to work under his pastor. That's what we did. We worked with the youth. And I would say that we really ha have had a heart for the young people because we wanted them to, to do right. We've taken them to camps. We've taken them to youth conferences and just... Um, heard a lot of preaching during that time, all the things. And about two years ago, my husband actually came home from work from the church and told me that he had gotten saved. And if you know my husband, he is 
quote-unquote an angel. I mean, he's never done anything terrible. Like, I am the one that's always pushing the, the limits, if you, if you can understand what I mean. So, I was a bit shocked, but also not shocked, because I remember thinking, his testimony isn't that great, you know? He just grew up in church, got saved, and that's that. But anyway, he, he got saved, and he began to just share everything that was going on in, in his mind, and his heart, and the stuff that he was learning from the Word, now that his eyes had been open, and I was just kind of taking it all in, but it made me examine my, my own self, but I will always go back to, no, I was 17, you know, I, I pray, so that's that. And uh, a year ago, we had our first baby. And, uh, of course, after having a baby, everything is harder, and you don't have time, and if you're a mom, you understand what I mean. So, for a few months, I would try to be a good mom, a good wife, a good Christian, still do the things I, I used to do for the church. And But I was tired, and I it almost felt like I couldn't get a hold of God, and I didn't know why. I had hit a wall with Him, and I didn't know why. So, long story short, we went to another conference. I wasn't even able to sit during the meeting because I have a baby and he needed to feed and, and all the things and I was tired and then I got sick. But I heard a lot of people give their testimonies and something that stuck with me is that they would always say, the word changed me or the word or this verse or this message or this this verse or, or something specific from the Bible had changed them. And I kept thinking, okay, when did the Word convict me? When did the Word change my life? And I knew it had changed from the, the rebellious teen that I was. But I, I couldn't pinpoint it. And I was honestly scared to even examine my own testimony because I wasn't sure what I was going to find. We got home and I started listening to preaching and, and read my Bible more and just try to, to, to find the answer to okay, well, what's going on between me and God? What's really going on? And I thought that I just needed to spend more time with him. So I did that. Finally, I examined my own testimony, and I um, realized that all I had was a sincere, quote-unquote, prayer. I still had guilt. I still had fear that those sins were kind of haunting me. And I, I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would think was like, you know, what you did when you were a teenager, you get your parents don't even know about. Um, and maybe they're not terrible, but for me, as a pastor's daughter, they were bad. So I started just listening to, to preaching, and my husband sent me this, this message by a pastor that I hadn't really even, I still have, don't know him personally. And I listened to that message three or four times, I forget. And he kept talking about, uh, he was going through a study of 1 John. And that really hit home for me because um, I started asking God to show me how he saw me. Okay, God, if there's something here that's off, why don't you just please show me how do you see me right now? And I prayed that for about a week. And I was driving to the church one Sunday evening and as soon as I got to the church parking lot I saw a couple of vehicles that I kn knew who they belonged to and immediately the thought of oh, oh now this person again came to me and at that moment God showed me okay Ruth that is that's how I see you you hate some of these people 
and I uh, just went into church, had church. I play piano, so I play the piano. I, I don't even remember if we sang that evening or whatever, but that's when God really showed me. And our, our pastor, who thankfully preaches uh, a gospel salvation, like the word says, had given a salvation message that morning. And I knew, okay, he's not going through his normal series, so he's probably preaching this for me, even though he doesn't know it. But it was for me. I know it was for me because uh, the Lord just told me that. And the Bible says in 1 John three fifteen, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. That's the verse that hit home for me. Because there are some people that I couldn't stand. I would smile at them. They have no clue. It's a big joke now because people in our church are wondering who, who was it that I couldn't stand. But of course, I'm not telling them. But the point is that God showed me that. And then also in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, he talks about how if I have the gift of prophecy, of if I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And that's another verse that convicted me, because growing up in a pastor's home, I have seen timeless times how the Lord had provided for my family. And so faith wasn't really believing that God could come through for something has never really been a problem for me. I've always kind of boasted on the fact that, oh yeah, he'll do that. I know God will do that. But I didn't have charity. So after listening to that one message one last time, I was in my car. I had just cleaned the church. I was there by myself. I got home. I parked in the garage. And finally, I just broke before the Lord, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pray because I. I thought, okay, I've already done that. Why, why pray again? So I just talked to God the best I knew. And that day, I finally, as they say, came to repentance. I. The Lord saved me that day. He saved me on July seventeenth, in in my car as I was parked in the garage, and uh, for me it wasn't peace necessarily. For me it was freedom. Because I had grew up, grown up in church, so the freedom that comes from the Lord finally reached me, and for that I am very grateful. I was uh, I was baptized by my husband a couple of Sundays after that, and truly that is my testimony. That is when the Word changed my life. Not a prayer, not something I knew to do. It was finally God's Word that changed me, and it's. It keeps changing my life. And now I can examine my life. I can examine my testimony. And every time I do, I have peace. And I go back to those verses. And he just shows me that I am finally free from that guilt. It doesn't hunt me anymore. I am finally free. And that is my testimony. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption call it night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.